Shabbat Shalom. Hope that you're having a great Friday and are expecting and anticipating just enjoying your walk with God today. You know, yesterday we started a new series that we're doing called Prepared for Battle. And we're looking at Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verses 10, going all the way through verses for eight, verse 18. And uh, we started talking about how important it is for you and I to be prepared for the battle that we are about to be engaged in that is going to be a battle like no other battle has ever been. We understand that we live in a world at war spiritually. War is a general term for conflict between nations. In the midst of that conflict, the general term war, there are battles. Many, 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 many battles. And those battles many times are determining factors as to the outcome of the war. Well, we live in a war where the main battle has already been won. In fact, the war has already been won by our Messiah, our King, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are living in the midst of a time that some have compared to the time between D-Day and Victory Day in World War II. Basically, for all intents and purposes, after D-Day, that war was over. That was a decisive day, a decisive battle. The conflict all the, turned everything. V-Day came, you know, um, almost a year later, and it was the celebration of something that really was brought to a head on D-Day. Christ has won the war. He defeated Satan. He's defeated the powers of darkness. He's defeated evil. He's defeated death. He's defeated everything. The war has been won by our Messiah. But we're living in that in-between time between when he, you know, resurrected and ascended to heaven and the time when he's going to return. And we're living in this time and this this time period is an intense time. The battles that took place between D-Day and V-Day, the Germans fought more ferociously, more tenaciously, even though for all intents and purposes it was over for them. But more lives were lost in that period of time than you know anyone could have ever imagined being lost because of the intensity of the conflict and the resistance from the Germans. Satan has been defeated. The devil's been overthrown. He's been crushed. The serpent's head's been crushed underneath the heel of Messiah. But his forces, as Jesus said, he knows that he has but a short time. He's on a leash, and it's about curtain time for him and his forces. But Jesus indicated that when that time comes, there's going to be one final battle in a period of time in history that is going to be more intense as far as the spiritual conflict and the assault against the people of God than has ever been before. Well, a lot of people fully believe that we are living in such a time right now, that we are entering into that time period in the fullest extent of the word. And the question that has to be asked of us all is, are we prepared for battle? Are we ready for the battle? 
Paul indicates in Ephesians chapter 6 that in order to be prepared for this battle, we need to have on the armor of God. Now, this armor is imperative. It's absolutely essential to wage a victorious battle. Not only that, it's essential, as Paul indicates, and we talked about yesterday, because we're fighting supernatural forces, because we fight a supernatural enemy, we need supernatural power. And we are to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. We're to be strong in His power and in His supernatural might in order to fight the enemy that we're fighting, in order to be equipped to face what is coming. Now, Paul instructs the Ephesians to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might and to put on the full, whole, complete armor of God. Armor is put on for fighting. You don't wear armor for decoration. You don't wear armor for showing off. You don't wear armor for, you know, doing yard work. You don't wear armor for driving around in your car. No, you wear armor because you're in a battle. You're in a fight. And Paul tells us that this armor that we are commanded to put on, admonished with all sincerity and and with all the force Paul can put in it, we're to put on the armor of God. This armor is not our armor. When Paul says we are to put on the armor of God, he's saying this armor is from God himself. This armor belongs to God. The armor, Paul is saying, is God. It is God's life. It is God's presence within us. It is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we know that Paul uh, admonishes believers uh, to put on the new self. He's already told them that in, in Ephesians 4. In verse 23, put on the new self, put on Christ. He talks to the Colossians about putting on Jesus. And the idea there, again, is not that Jesus is outside of us or and this armor is outside of us. The idea there is this is something that is yours. God's presence in you is the armor. The psalmists even tell us that God is our shield. He is our buckler. He's our high tower. He is, notice, he is these things. He's our fortress. In him we hide. It is his life. This armor is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and different aspects of his person, his nature, his character. This armor are, is a, a, a gift to us of grace because Christ is a gift to us of grace. And this armor is also expressive of things he has accomplished or granted to us by his grace, by virtue of his victory on the cross, his resurrection and ascension and glorification. 
This is God's armor. And we are called to appropriate that. It's like I, uh, you know, you are given tools to, let's say, build a house. You can walk around with those tools all day. You can show off those tools to people. You can talk about those tools. In fact, you can learn everything you can learn about those tools. But at some point, if you're going to build the house, you've got to actually use them. And you got to know how to use them. You have to appropriate them. They're your tools. They're in your possession. They belong to you. But if you don't use them and use them properly, you're not going to get the house built. There's nothing going to happen. You have to put your hand around the handle of that hammer and start hammering. You have to grab that you know, saw and begin to saw. You have to put that nail in your hand and hammer it into the wood. You have to pick up that paintbrush. You have to, you know, use that screwdriver. Appropriate those things. And what Paul is telling us in this passage is here is something God has given you. It is God. It is his life in you. This armor belongs to him. This armor is from him for you and specifically for the battle that you are finding yourself in, yes, on a daily basis, but especially for the battle that is the final battle prior to the Messiah's return. So we need to know, all right, we got to be strong, clothed in his supernatural power, walking in his power, and appropriating an armor that God has given to us. It is something that belongs to him. It is from him. It is him. And in order for us to be successful and victorious in this final battle, this armor is absolutely essential to appropriate. So my encouragement to you is today, appropriate what's yours. It is a gift to you. And you don't get one piece and not other pieces. You get It's an all or nothing deal, just like getting Jesus. You get all of Jesus, not part of Jesus. And you have him, you have all of him living within you by his spirit. Therefore, you have all the pieces of the armor already within you, on you, clothing you. But you have to appropriate it, exercise it, use it in faith, in order to be victorious in the battle. We are going, and we find ourselves in daily against temptation and sin and so forth. But ultimately, in this final battle that is coming, put on the whole armor of God. Well, Shabbat Shalom, Lord willing, we will be back with you on Monday, and we will continue talking about the armor of God. And we'll discuss the schemes of the devil. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance towards you and give you his peace.